This is the most fun any Reds fan has had with spring training ever. So why not keep it going into the regular season? We'll explain what we mean on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction to this team into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Reds with you. We encourage you, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter or check us out on YouTube and drop a thought in our comments section because talking Reds is what we do and we want to talk Reds with you. And as always, Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And today, your team, the Cincinnati Reds, has absolutely set spring training and set the Cactus League on fire. All of the prospects, all of the rookies, all of the guys who we've been talking about in the minor league system for the Cincinnati Reds over the last 12 months have absolutely been showing out. The kind of performances that have many wondering, should they be on the opening day roster? How many of these guys can actually break camp with the team? And will we see them on March 30th in Great American Ballpark? Steve, why not make the roster a youth movement at this point? I tweeted over the weekend, Jeff. I stand firmly behind it. Behind it, Christian Encarnacion Strand would like a word when we're talking about setting the 26-man roster. Uh, Normally, the way this show goes, for our longtime listeners, you already know this. Normally, the way this show works is Jeff says a lot of crazy things, and (laughs) I spend half of the show reeling him in. Total opposite today. I am so in on what is going on out in Goodyear right now with these prospects. I have not had this much fun. I I said this off air, Jeff. I'm going to say it again right now. I cannot remember the last time I had this much fun watching Reds baseball. Christian Encarnacion Strand is murdering baseballs. Matt McClain is just getting on base every single time he comes up to bat. Ellie De La Cruz, slow start. I've seen you, Twitter. I've seen you people talking about, oh, he belongs in double A. Let's talk about his triple and his home run over the weekend. Everybody is murdering the baseball. The triple off of Roldis Chapman, too. I love the ironic juxtaposition of that. The the fiery fireballer who everybody got just on their feet for every time he came into the game. And Ellie De La Cruz is going to be the kind of guy that you want to get on your feet to watch and see him play in every single play. Now I I find this interesting because really what we're talking about here is opening day. We're not talking about at some point this season, because this is what we have said all year long is that the roster will have you know a little bit of a wave feel to it like there'll be an early part of the season wave where you'll probably see ellie de la cruz and maybe i don't know brandon williamson or levi stout or something like that they get called up and then on the middle of the season you might see ces and matt mcclain get called up and then in the latter half of the season there's a whole host of people you could see get called up but it's i i think that it's going to be staggered like that with the way that these guys have been performing CES especially because everything that he has done 
the, the ball jumps off his back. He has a beautiful plate discipline. There's something to him that the swagger, the confidence, he's he's just there, and you don't think that he's ever going to be overmatched. But did I want to caution. Did you here. happen to catch the home run? Oh, I didn't catch Saturday. it because it's still in orbit. <laughs> it's still going. Sadak, Nobody caught it. Listen, I think it caught Sadak by surprise. If you listen to the call on that home run, like John Sadak did not know what to do with that home run call. It was, he blasted that baseball. Look, Jeff, I know. I'm sorry. I, I just, I am, I am so this. overwhelmingly excited. This, and this is where he talked about roles are getting reversed because, and it's weird, you know, like we, like we've said, I'm usually the one that needs to be talked down. But I'm looking at this and I'm saying, what's most likely to happen? Because the people that are on this roster, the people who run this team, I don't think are super in a rush to get a guy like CES on the roster. I don't think that they're going to put him on the opening day roster. And hear me out. He could prove me wrong on this because he could continue this. If he plays like this, until like the second to last week of spring or something like that, then I think the Reds really have a hard decision on their hands because he has absolutely played phenomenal to this point, but it's been so early in spring. And I'm going to use the term that everybody hates to hear, but it's a small sample size for all of these guys. And especially in some situations where they're coming in late in games and they're facing God knows who is on the mound and maybe the person that's pitching on the mound might not even be in the minor leagues for that team that he's just trying to find a job somewhere. So I want to pump the brakes just a little bit because Lord knows I'm the most optimistic of the two of us. And if I don't pump the brakes, this show's going off the rails so quick with optimism that I think people are just going to be in the comments section. Like, Oh my God, guys, it's okay. You guys can be okay. It's going off the rails, Jeff, because a couple things <laughs> with Ellie De La Cruz, you already you already teased it. Ellie De La Cruz tripled off of a Rollis Chapman. He didn't beautiful. he didn't triple off of single a guy that was invited to big league camp to to eat some innings. He tripled off of a Rollis Chapman. Let a Rollis Chapman. Now, why okay. a Rollis Chapman's in Kansas City is a whole nother thing. But yeah, sure. That's a whole yeah. other thing. But, you know. <sighs> Ellie, not Ellie, sorry, CES started today and went two for three. This was yeah. not against minor league talent. He was in there from the beginning against major league talent. Look, I, I understand my my head, my my baseball analytical head says you are absolutely right. These guys, it's a long row to hoe. These guys are going to have to go to, trip, to to the minors, perform, get called up. All of the things you just said. I'm with you, but my heart, Jeff, my, my Cincinnati Reds loving heart, my, my Cincinnati Reds. I wish that we had had some success sometime in the last decade. Loving heart is all over this. I want yeah. all of these guys. If, if there's a choice between watching Kevin Newman struggle and watching Ellie De La Cruz struggle, I've changed my mind. I'm in. Let's watch Ellie De La Cruz struggle versus watching Kevin Newman struggle. If my choice is between watching whatever rando they bring in to play somewhere versus watching a Matt McLean or a CES struggle, if I got to watch one of those two guys struggle, 
bring on the youth so that in 2024, I can plan my trip back to Cincinnati for October baseball. That's where I'm at with this. And I, and I think this leads into our conversation here in a little bit when we talk about David Bell. But there is absolutely no mistaking. If they were to announce that the opening day roster was going to consist of so many rookies, I think the excitement factor for this team would go up. I don't think people are going to get excited about Kevin Newman. People aren't getting excited about Matt Reynolds. People aren't getting excited as much as, you know, we, we may love him. People aren't getting excited for Alejo Lopez. They're not getting excited for Stuart Fairchild. They're getting excited for these rookies. They're getting excited for the guys that they know have a shot to lead the next team, not just be part of the next team, but lead the next team. But I think, and this is why I'm, trying to push back and and meter everybody's expectations a little bit i don't think that's going to happen what's most likely going to happen we're going to see a couple of guys on this roster to begin the year that are get them from a to b type guys guys that probably aren't going to last very long but they're going to be placeholders and i think that's just and and it goes to the show as well like we we were talking about connor phillips too about a guy who's shown just immense talent and people are talking about like, oh my gosh, is he going to be in the rotation? Should he be considered for a starting spot? He is one guy that I absolutely want to see in AAA right now because I don't think he has shown enough in the minor leagues for me to know what I don't know about him. Because what we do know is he gives up a lot of walks. Now he strikes out a ton of people and it's Tom Nichols would tell you and I, he is a guy that would walk the bases loaded, then strike out the side, and he would keep his ERA clean, but his walks plus hits, burning pitch, his whip, would go through the roof. Now, I want to see what that plays like at AAA, because I think if you walk the bases loaded and you bet on striking out the side every inning, somebody's going to hit a single and score two runs. So I, I think that he still needs to struggle a little bit in AAA before we throw him up against minor or major league hitters. But for the most part, you can really see a very interesting roster made up of guys like CES, Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain, those guys that it's kind of exciting. I'm not going to lie. See, I didn't even dig into the pitching, and I'm glad you went there because if you weren't paying attention over the weekend, Connor Phillips, two innings pitched, he allowed just one hit, walked two, struck out three. His ERA on the spring, 0. 0.00. But Small. if I'm looking Same. with my mind, Jeff, and I hate telling you things like this because you're impossible to deal with for days and days and days, you're probably right. I need to rein it in a little bit. But listen, it's it's hard because I have not been this excited in a long, long time. These these youngsters that are just out there murdering baseballs, striking guys out, doing their things. I'm excited. And I know, you know, like I'm not I, I'm not delusional. You know, I'm not, I'm not ordering getting my Cincinnati Reds 2023 World Series tattoo on my arm over here. I'm not doing that. But these guys are great. And I can't wait to see how the rest of the spring plays out Jeff because whether it's just a radio only broadcast or if it's one of the games you can get on MLB TV through either Bally Sports Ohio or another team's feed it is fun to yeah. watch Reds baseball right now and that's really what we want this season to be because we're not expecting playoffs we just want them to be fun and there's no doubt about it that the most fun version of the Reds 
would be a youth movement. So why not make that the roster? That I, that would be very fun to see. I, I do not dispute that. Well, listen, Jeff, in addition to the youth movement, there's a lot of moving parts going on behind the scenes. And one of the questions that remains to be answered in 2023 is will the Cincinnati Reds extend David Bell? And we have the one thing David Bell can do to earn himself a contract extension. We'll tell you what that is coming up next. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about the sponsor of today's podcast, and that is Built Bar. If you are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you gotta try a Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think that they're good for you. Uh, They're perfect for you maintaining your diet and your health goals here in 2023 that you started with your New Year's resolutions. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing statistics. This is a baseball show, folks. You know how much I love statistics. And with Built Bar, you're going to get a ton of great statistics. 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around your mailbox to get a box. For years, we've been telling you and talking about heading to built.com to get your built bars, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk over to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs settle down jeffrey i did say puffs Uh, you can also head to sam's club where you can run in and grab a 13 bar box of the hit flavors brownie batter and wait for it churro my number one favorite you can thank me later order them today at built.com or head to walmart and sam's club and pick them up right now you're not going to be disappointed Coming up tomorrow, Jose Barrero has been under a microscope, and it really feels like people think he can lose his roster spot here in spring training. But could that actually happen? Well, that's what we're going to discuss on tomorrow's podcast. So make sure you tune in to find out all of the Jose Barrero information. Jeff, uh, David Bell is heading into the final year of a contract, and I'm actually a little surprised the Reds haven't extended him already. I kind of expected it to happen in this offseason and have him not run into a season as basically a lame duck manager, but that hasn't happened. And David Bell is going to have to do some things, I think, in order to, I don't know if earn is the right word, earn is right. contract extension, but at least make it palatable, popular feasible i don't know what word we want to use here but at least have reds reds country supporting the reds extension of david bell uh, there's I some things the you import- can do to make that happen right yeah and and i think the important thing here is that when sure that helps but i don't think there's a specific number there like mm-hmm. sure you you could look at the vegas over under here but i don't think that teams like plan out their their roster, their coaching staff, they don't plan things out based on how Vegas sees their team. So if he hits the over, he's not going to get a contract extension because he hits the over. I think what he needs to do, and this goes back to our idea of the youth movement, because make no mistake about it, whether or not the opening day roster is a youth movement, 
by the time we get to the end of this season, there's going to be a lot of key rookies that are on this team that are going to be part of this, this team's future. So the main thing that David Bell needs to do, he needs to keep the kids in good position all year long. That way he can get another year added to his contract or so like it might be more than one year, but I think it all stems from the fact that like we we've talked about this before in years past, like guys who might've been playing in situations that they necessarily weren't necessarily like, you know, set up for success in this has got to be all his job is about this year. Well, let's start. Right. There's a lot there. Let's, let's start with the number of years. First off, David Bell is not signing a one-year contract extension. I just, I don't see how that, that can be an option. Yeah. It's going to be a multi-year deal. I think the fact that the families, the Bell family and the Castellini families are so close. Uh, I can't see a scenario. I mean, things would have to go very, very, very bad for the Reds to not extend David Bell. I just, I, I mean, we're talking like a, a, a 50 win season. What I think a 50 win losses would, ever in the history. of the Yeah. Franchise. Like it would be, it would be have to be horrible. Uh, but to your point, you're absolutely right. The thing that gets David Bell a multi-year contract extension is him showing an ability to guide and nurture this young talent because the Reds are on the cusp. Uh, they're not very far away from having some very significant talent infusion uh, in the form of these guys we talked about in the first segment. So mm -hmm. David Bell needs to demonstrate that he can relate to those guys, that he can have those guys feeling comfortable, that he can have those guys wanting to play for him, and that he can construct a roster that puts them in the best position to be successful, whether they're offensive players or pitchers. Uh, David Bell has to demonstrate he knows how to use them best. And he also needs to demonstrate through Derek Johnson and through the farm system that he can he can issue directives and monitor the minor leagues and make sure that those players are being developed in such a way that they get to Cincinnati the fastest. I think that is what everybody is looking at in 2023 in order to justify coming out with a I suspect three-year deal. I would, if I had to bet on it right now, what that deal would look like, I think it would be a three-year contract extension uh, for David Bell heading, uh, probably done by the all-star break. I don't think they're going to let this fester till the end of the season. I think they'll get something done in season. And that's something that we talked about a little bit too on Friday, right? Was like, is it a foregone conclusion that he's going to get a contract extension? And I think you're right. Like if we start off the season three and 22 again, and we, and we see that, then I think they are considering not extending him. But outside of that, there's not necessarily a win total here because he is a manager and let's kind of, you know, rewind this back for a second. When he was brought in, the Reds were going for it. Like, Dick Williams brought him in whenever Dick Williams was building a playoff team. And they're like, he is going to be the guy that manages our playoff team. And now he ends up managing a rebuild. Like the, the expectations are completely different there. So when you're looking at what you can think for him, like you're going to, there's going to be some folks that maybe are David Bell detractors, which I think I'm in the camp that I'm like, I don't know, David Bell. I'm kind of ambivalent about him at this point. I'm ambivalent about coaching in general. Like, give me the talent. That's really what this team needs. It's not about, you know, the manager so much. But I think that 
at the end of the day, when he gets that new contract extension, I agree three years make sense because the new contract will say by the end of this contract, we better be in the playoffs. The contract right now is not saying they're not telling him to make the playoffs. They're telling him to get this team in a position to make the playoffs in the next couple of years. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, first of all, I would love to be, have been a fly on the wall and know exactly what Dick Williams said to David Bell when they signed him initially, because yeah. this is a drastically different situation than whatever that was. Uh, all that being said, if we're talking about a three-year deal, so we're talking about a contract that would cover the 2024, 2025, and 2026 seasons. That is the prime window they should have for the Cincinnati Reds by that. to have won a playoff series. That's exactly where I was going with that. If they have not won a playoff series by the end of 2026, he's out of here. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine that they keep him around. Uh, family ties be darned. Uh, yeah. Family show. But I, I just I think that's exactly the deal uh, when he signs this next extension and I think he'll get it and I think it'll be three years. Uh, he's going to be told you have to win a playoff series in this time. We, we have done everything we can do to give you the tools and now you have to go do this. And I, I hope they're that direct because I really think that those are going to be the marching orders. Yeah, because this team will take sort of a step forward this year as they become more fun. And they definitely improve from a 100 loss team to, I don't know, like a 90 loss team. Hopefully, if I am exactly correct, they'll be an 87 loss team. But then you'll see next year they'll be flirting with 500, maybe flirting with a wild card spot. And then the year after that, they should be contending for the division. Like, this is not a situation. And I've seen some articles that have said, like, as the Reds go through their long rebuild, it's like, no. No, 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 no. We're not talking about a long rebuild because if we're talking about a long rebuild, we're talking about losing just about all of the fan base. This has to be super quick. And I think that Nick Crawl has set up the roster for that way. So I think that, you know, as long as David Bell keeps the kids in a good position all year long, that contract extension is going to happen and we will see them ready to contend next year. You know, we keep calling them kids. I wonder how many of the prospects listen to the show and are like, I'm a grown ass man. Stop. Probably all kid. Yeah. I know we're, we're sorry. We don't, we don't mean it like that, but these young prospects, you know, that you're talking about, Jeff, I, I just, I still, I'm, I'm still fired up. You have not settled me down any, you have <laughs> failed. You have failed to rein me in today wow. because I really think David Bell is being given this, just this shiny toolbox full of, yeah. of guys that are going to like really deliver. I, you know, I have said all the way back into the previous offseason that I felt like the Reds heading into 2024 could be a team that have the best record and the lowest payroll. And I oh, still no. believe that if all of these guys hit the rosters at the same time, this could be a, just an unbelievable team to follow heading into 2024. Absolutely. And I I'm I'm very intrigued to see how this year goes because I think this year is what sets it all up. Do you know, Steve, this was a busy weekend and you mentioned I haven't talked you down yet. Well, we're going to go back to talking about this weekend and things that excited us. So, well, we're not talking to anybody down because there was something that happened in the Reds win over the Oakland A's that has me baffled. We're going to get into what that was. Coming up next. 
Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about another sponsor for today's podcast, and that is LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Creating a job post on LinkedIn is as easy as trying to figure out if I'm going to take the over. Spoiler alert, I probably am. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. You can spread the word that you're hiring. That's that easy. And plus, they have simple tools like screening questions that make it even easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and you'd like to hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. If this is your first time watching us, thank you so much. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button and the bell to get no, I act like I'm actually pointing at the buttons. I don't know. I think they're over there, but yeah, click the bell to get notified when we've got new content for you. Plus we're going to be live this Friday, another Aloha edition of the podcast. As we go through spring training, those will continue as the regular season comes about. Those will change up just a smidge, but Make sure you join us on Fridays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time for our live podcast. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter in between podcasts. We like to have takes and talk about different stuff. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds. All right, Steve, there was a lot that was going on this weekend. And one of the first things that really jumped out to me and just a couple of different notes that we had from the weekend of games. The Reds beat the A's on Sunday by scoring 12 runs. A lot of, a lot of offense, right? They had 13 hits, ton of offense, 11 walks, 24 total base runners. Did you know that none of those were extra base hits? Listen, Jeff, I know this is going to be a hard concept for you to process and understand, but way back in the eighties, this is how we played baseball. You get them on, you get them over, you get them in. Pedro and Guerrero that, play that way? That's Pedro Guerrero played back then. This is how you do it. And added bonus for the Reds beating the A's, that always makes me feel good and feels nostalgic and makes me think of, you know, Eric Davis and Billy Hatcher and, you know, the nasty boys and everybody's going to beat the A's this year. So it's not as special as it could be. Uh, this is true. But yeah, <laughs> this is, this is like old school baseball. This is what we're doing. We're getting, we're scoring 12 runs on singles. Singles. And if, this, if this is the way that the lineup could operate all year long, that would be amazing because I think that most people are entering this season thinking that the lineup is just going to be a huge detriment. And, you know, this could be a direct result, Jeff, of pitchers now inability 
to pitch with maximum effort. I think that, you know, we're going to see a lot more of this type of thing. We're going to see a lot more singles, a lot more just guys getting on, get them over, try and get them in because guys can't sit back and wait and throw a hundred, 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 hundred. It's just, it's going to change the, the, the new timing rules are going to change the way the game looks on the field. And the way that the roster is made up is going to be so important. And it's funny because this was in the split squad game, the other game. So they beat the A's in one game. They lost to the Angels in another. But in that game, Will Benson had a single. And then after him, I believe it was Kevin Newman hit a double. And Will Benson scored from first on a double. He brings the kind of athleticism to this roster. And going back about the youth movement, when you talk about Ellie De La Cruz, you had those two guys plus a a a uh, sleeker, Jonathan India. And you got some guys that can really move on the base paths. And something that I think that the Reds have not been able to do in the last couple of years that will turn this offense into something that we're not expecting. Because I think people look at the lineup and they say, it's not a lot of power. And they're not wrong. However, some of these young guys could surprise us in that area. But if it's more so about keeping guys moving and building rallies and having base runners, you know, take that extra base and get that score, then this team is going to be so much fun to watch. And Will Benson is a perfect example as to why. I heard you say the words youth movement. And again, you are failing terribly at trying to <laughs> calm me down. You might have actually I calmed want... or uncalmed me like, I want to talk about more of the youth movement and I want to talk about the future Cy Young award winner, Nicoladolo. another tremendous start from the sophomore pitcher. Uh, if we're doing that thing, uh, three <laughs> innings, one, two, three, much like your Twitter handle, three, three innings, only two hits, one walk. He struck out four Jeff, his ERA on the spring is zero point zero zero nicoladolo opening day starter i'm telling you i think i can count to that hmm. um when it comes to nicoladolo too he was working on his changeup. he was absolutely this is something we talk about right like pitchers work on stuff he was working on his changeup, and he still pitched that well he talked about it after his start that he was just like yeah i think it's serviceable but everything else felt amazing it's still <laughs> still hilarious that he's just yeah yeah you know i'm getting there i'm not really where i want to be somebody who's who's where he wants to be is jake fraley he has 16 plate appearances this spring and he's reached base 10 times in some way shape or form he does have a home run he's got a couple of extra base hits yeah like he's got a non-base percentage right now of 625 and it's something that we, we've talked about Will Benson in the outfield. We've talked about Will Myers in the outfield. Not talked a lot about Jake Fraley. We just assume, obviously, he's going to be the left-handed platoon there in left field or right field or whatever. But the way that he's been playing in a small sample size has been encouraged. He's hitting 500. I just want to put that out there, that yeah. his batting average is 500. Yeah, 6 for 12. He has four walks. That's where the 16 plate appearances come in i can count i can count um <laughs> something else that happened too is a guy that the reds claimed off waivers that everybody was just kind of like really because the reds twitter account actually like made a post about him and that's bennett susa he got his first appearance on uh the spring training for the reds he could be the second lefty in the bullpen because let's face it nobody else has really stepped up in that environment but 
one inning, three strikeouts. So let's start the count right now. How many outs are going to be strikeouts this spring training for him? Is he going to pull in Amir Garrett and just strike everybody out? So this second lefty in the bullpen is a big deal. The Reds want another pitcher down there. It cannot Everybody just check. be reverse San Martin. Somebody else is going to have to step up. And thus far, nobody else has. And so Bennett Souza comes to town. And as you mentioned, you and I talked about this. I thought that the fanfare that the Reds put out surrounding his signing was a little extra. I, yeah. I felt like it indicated to me like, this guy's a little probably, curious for sure. He's going to make the team, I think. So I'm paying extra attention to what he does when he comes into a game. And well, you know, it's his first appearance. It's only one inning, but he struck out three dudes. So let's roll on. And speaking of uh, contestants for that second lefty spot, Daniel Norris just continues to struggle, continues to get destroyed. Ben Lively. He's not a lefty, but he's a non-roster MIT trying to make the roster. Those both those guys are both getting destroyed so much. Moving on. I don't think they're going to be a part of the equation. I think they're just going to be here to continue to eat some innings in spring training, and then once opening day happens, they'll move on to whatever their next destination is. You know, that's probably true. And that's probably a good place to wrap up today's edition of the show. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on Reds. Coming up tomorrow, Jeff and I are going to be talking Jose Barrero. He is currently under a microscope, and it really feels like people think he can lose his roster spot at some point during spring training. Uh, right. But could that actually happen? Well, that's what we're going to discuss tomorrow so make sure that you tune in thanks for listening to rock locked on reds and making us your first listen now for your second listen check out the locked on fantasy baseball podcast you can win your league by listening to matt and dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies you can find locked on fantasy baseball wherever you get your podcasts just like locked on reds and on youtube subscribe notification bell click on both uh, we are both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Jeff, we are screaming through spring training. This is happening fast. Uh, opening day is not that far away at this point. And what can our listeners count on from me and you the rest of the way? They can expect us to be fired up about the young guys. They can expect us to be all over what's going on in the games and if there's any roster movements too. Speaking of which, Moose out in Colorado now. How about that? I think there's moose already in Colorado, but now there's another one. And they can expect us to be locked on Reds every single day. This moose is just slower.